As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 43rd episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hi, Adam. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. You want me to talk about the episode? I do, I do this every time. time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> we plan ahead before we start recording these things, and I always mess up. Uh, so today's episode is a second young adult genre episode. But it's not just young adult. No. In fact, Christina, who's one of the three people whose voices you will hear, talks about, is it new adult that they call it? Yes. So it's basically YA titles that are meant for a little bit older young adults, so like starting at 16 or so. Mm-hmm. And as we've talked in the past, lots of people read YA, they no do. matter what age they are. So. Correct. I do. Yeah. I do too. I read, my wife reads them almost religiously, and yeah. she is not a young adult. Well, she's a young... Oh, man. I'm just going to stop right now. I'm not going to talk about... A female's age who's not even here who I'm married to. Um, She's very young and wonderful. Do we need to start over, Adam? No, we're good. I'm just going to (laughs) power through this. Um, Anyway, it's Christina and Sydney and Andrea who are all really good friends and they have a really good rapport and interaction. They're a a fun little... What did you call them? A three-headed sass monster. That's what it was. Yes, Yes. I was quite proud of that (laughs) in the moment. So... Um, yeah, how can people get a hold of us if they want to chat? They can find us on Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. and then they can email us directly at feedback at overdrive.com. We've gotten some really great emails as yeah. of late, so we, we love getting those and hearing what you guys are reading. And speaking of things we've seen that are really great, yes. uh, so we came across as a team here at Overdrive, there is a website that we found and it's called overdriveisawesome.com. We did not make that URL. We did not. But it's we're not, not ours. We're not mad about it. But we <laughs> want to give some love to the people who did. It's a Girl Scout troop in Austin, Texas, who uses the Austin Public Library. And they made this this site. It's like a blog. I don't It's just... I imagine it was maybe like a project they had to do for some kind of... Yeah, that's probably, and then they just, it kind of took on a life of its own. Maybe, I don't know, it's amazing. if you go to overdriveisawesome.com, again, we had nothing to do with this, so full credit goes to this Girl Scout troop. They made a song about why they love Overdrive. They have pictures of their pets reading ebooks that are all like related to the type of pet. I can't even, it's... It's so good. They have all this information and they talk about how much they love their library and I... (laughs) It's so cool. Agreed. We're going to try and I want to buy all the cookies from them now. I know, exactly. <laughs> like, if a Girl Scout comes up to me in the near future, be like, would you like to buy some cookies? I'm like, actually, I'm getting them shipped from Austin because <laughs> we have the greatest 
Um, Seriously, you should mail us. Yeah, <laughs> Set yeah. up an online thing. Yeah. We will buy all the cookies. Yeah, from you. as if you haven't done enough already <laughs> making an amazing website, <laughs> please also send us forms. We'll buy all your cookies. Um, so, anyway, if you have a chance, check out overdriveisawesome.com. Again, we had nothing to do with it, it's just adorable and wonderful. And they, these Agreed. girls are the coolest. Agreed. I want to be friends with them. Me so. too. Um, anything else that people should know about or anything that I'm forgetting? I usually am forgetting things. <laughs> uh, we have lists available for all of the titles. You can get them in Marketplace, on Overdrive.com, on Pinterest. So if you hear one of the titles that sounds interesting um, and you don't have time to write it down, if you're driving or whatever, you can always check back on Overdrive.com and figure out what that title was. Yeah, and one more exciting thing, we're not going to announce any names or anything, but we have started a partnership with our local library system, the Cuyahoga County Public Library, to do some really, really cool interviews that we'll talk more about a little bit down the road. We but will. Suffice to say, we got big things planned for fall and winter that yes. we're both... Very, very excited about. So um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Adam from Team Overdrive, and I am very excited today because I have what I am going to lovingly call a three-headed sass monster with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've heard all three of these voices on the podcast before. We have Sydney, Christina, and Andrea. I will let them introduce themselves in a second so you can hear their voices. But we're going to be talking about young adult books today for a second time, but this one around we're going to do the very literal young adult like kind of middle <laughs> teen type of a situation so first off i will let you guys introduce yourselves one at a time and i want you to tell me your favorite food and or movie as you go so yeah i'm putting you right in the spot this is my new favorite thing to do with everyone here I, you're all like terrified right now all right go ahead sid Alright, I'm Sydney. I am a training specialist here at Overdrive. My favorite food is sushi, which I just had for lunch today. And uh, my wow. favorite movie is... Rude. Oh my god. Thanks, Andrea. She said she wasn't actually going to talk to me directly today, but she just failed oh, there. Oh, you can't. My favorite movie is uh, Before Sunset. Before Sunset. Okay, well, I just want to point out, you had a mid... Workday sushi lunch. You are you're living large. That's a treat yourself yeah. moment. I mean, it's from Giant Eagle, so let's not get yeah. too excited. But it's still pretty good. All right, Christina, you're up next. You can just give your favorite category of food if you would like. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm a marketing specialist for education. Uh, my favorite category of food is cake. Yep. Yes, All it kinds. is. Love cake. Love fruit cake. Not fruit cake. Fruit in cake. Not speaking. Yeah, fruit cake fruit is cake. a garbage. It's dessert. Food. It's garbage dessert. It shouldn't even be considered dessert. I'm frankly offended that it even entered my mind. Um, and then, what was the second thing I was What's your favorite movie? Oh, okay. Um, probably Wreck-It Ralph. I can't help that it. That is. I, I, Christina and I are very good friends, and I can confirm both of these things are true. In fact, one of my favorite things on earth is watching Christina eat cake, because it's like she's having her last meal, and it's amazing. She's just very... I firmly believe desserts should be had by all. You it's her know. cake. You never know. All right, Andrea. Um, Andrea, I'm an account specialist for schools. My favorite food is also sushi, but <laughs> I can't eat it until November. It's been a sad six months. 
You can technically have vegetarian sushi. It's not the same. I know, I'm just... Who wants... As a vegetarian, who wants a vegetarian sushi? That's <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> Give me the mercury! Yeah. Um, <laughs> and my favorite movie is Gone with the Wind. Alright, I thought you guys would struggle with those way more, so well done. Well, to be fair, I went last, so I had a lot That's of time true, to yeah, think yeah. about it. Well, if you asked me my favorite food and favorite movie, I probably wouldn't be able to do the food. Movie is Chasing Amy, and it's I don't... It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a great movie. It's my favorite movie. But food, I don't... I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Anything I make. I feel old. like your favorite food would just be coffee. Coffee? <laughs> As I'm holding a cup of coffee. I'm very, very infrequently away from a cup of coffee. Um, Sleep-deprived overworked all those good things all right let's get into the reason people are actually listening to this podcast which is they want to know all about andrew's favorite food and also a bunch of book recommendations so what we'll do is we'll talk about the books that you have read in the relatively recent past first um or just favorite young adult books Uh, we will start with christina okay um i just mentioned to Adam before this got started that I wanted to talk a little bit about the new adult category, which is suddenly becoming quite popular. Um, I've noticed, I did a little bit of research, a lot of publishers market new adult to like 16 year old plus, which Mm -hmm. I think is so funny. It's like, you know, that's when you really can be hit with the hard stuff apparently. So um, I just read a couple of books actually in this category. Um, The first one is 99 Days. Um, It's actually told about an 18 year old. She is caught between two brothers, so it's a little cliche, and I was a little unsure about it when I was going to read it, and um, it actually is pretty good. It's told over 99 days, so every day is a chapter, and um, the part that I enjoyed about the book is, like, it starts out as this, like, terrible cliche, and it goes all about how your reputation, especially when you're young, is all you have, and, like, everything gets exaggerated, and everything gets, like, blown out of proportion, and... It's, they're really quick to blame the girl. When you're 18, you fall in love, like, every other day. So it's, like, it's so interesting to have this, like, put into a story and have it, like, really explained and have the girl be, you know, a victim and the problem and have it mm-hmm. explained in a really good I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. thought it was, I thought it was good. Who wrote that one? Um, that's a good question. I'm trying to find that. Sorry. Um, that's okay. For, if people, if, that's all right. If there will be a, a list in the information page of this podcast. If you just kind of take a look at that while you're listening to it, we'll have... The actual names, but I don't know if you happen to have it pulled up. I didn't mean to it's put like you on the spot. I'm sorry. Kate Kujigo. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. That's okay. That's all right. Well, it, we don't. We don't. It's all right. I don't have it. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find it's driving crazy. That's all right. Uh, well, so how about with this? If you want to take a look, we'll bounce over to Andrea, and you can talk about a book that you have enjoyed recently. Um, well, the book I just finished was A Thousand Pieces of You. By Claudia Gray. I'm sensing a number theme here. Ninety nine days, right? You oh. just said that. Pay attention, guys. Sorry, Andrea's multitasking. She's literally reading a book while we're doing this podcast. I, I, I closed it. I promise. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, um, your book. Go on. It's called A Thousand Pieces of You by Claudia Gray, mm-hmm. and it's a story about this girl whose father is murdered by one of his um, not interns, science. I. Apprentice? Apprentice, Apprentice? Of, of sorts. Sure. Sure, that sounds cooler. Okay. Um, and they've actually developed the ability to time to travel between dimensions. Nice. And so that she has to track down her father's killer with the other apprentice mm-hmm. into these alternate dimensions. They go to like a Romanoff dimension. They go to like a l- dimension in London that takes place 
at the same time, yeah. but their technology is really, uh-huh. really advanced. Kind of like Rick and Morty. It's the second time. Kind of like Rick and Morty. Okay, I, this is, I just, I wanted to mention Rick and a Morty again. Less, a little less. Crude. Yes. Yeah, I wanted, this is the second time I mentioned Rick and Morty, and the first time I mentioned it, I don't remember who was in the podcast with me, but they had no idea, so I was just taking a chance that you've heard Joe's of it. Joe's actually watching, he just binged that whole first. It's the. It's first so movie. good. It's, it's such a good. Tune, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's okay, amazing. Yeah, I know what it is, okay. Yeah, anyway, um, I'm sorry. But yeah, it was, really, it was really cool just to kind of see how she twisted all these dimensions. Yeah. And made her life different and. Is it a standalone? Um, it's a trilogy. The third one comes out this November. It's a YA book, so it's probably yeah. not a standalone. <laughs> it is, by the way, Kate Cortunga, who wrote 99 Days. Nice. Andrew was correct. And the whole interdimensional thing, so that seems to be kind of popular lately with yeah. um, Dark Matter is uh, like a New York Times bestseller right now by Blake Crouch. Blake Couch. We, we've talked about it a few times on the podcast. A few people here have read it. And it is. It's a New York Times bestseller right now, but... That's something I want to. I'm going to ask you guys later. Is what kind of like trend or type of why a book you'd like to see? Because I feel like things are very cyclical. Like first there was all the vampires, and then there was all the zombies. Post-apocalyptic. All the post-apocalyptic. <laughs> post. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Get it out. Post the world after the apocalyptic. Post-apocalypse. Yeah. So maybe we're maybe we're seeing like a interdimensional like sci-fi kind of a kick here. Well, that's the nice thing with interdimensions is you can do whatever you want because yeah. it's. Yeah, there's no no, re- yeah, right. new, no repercussions. Yeah, like exactly. Like the one the Romanov survived and the Russian Empire is still a thing. I don't like that at all. Man in the High Castle. Well, have you guys ever read that? I No, but I think it's... Hit, I'm just going to let you explain it. I'm not it's, gonna, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's... I actually don't know if it's YA. It's, it's, it's not. It would be... A, it's more adult. Well, yet. it's still a book. It's a book. Um, <laughs> and it's also a TV series on Amazon. It's about what would happen if um, uh, Russia... Not Russia... Germany there it is. and the, like the Chinese won World War Two, mm-hmm. and it's like twenty five years after World War Two has ended. Japan, God, sorry. Japan. I'm sorry. I A- swear I studied history. An Axis power. An Axis She's power. An English major. I know, and um, it's really interesting. And like, there's all kinds of like undercurrents and there's some elements of science fiction in it that are really cool. If you've not read it, you should. And just to bring it into a young adult version, there's actually an author named Ryan Groudon, who I did interview in her book, Wolf Wolf by Wolf and Blood by Blood, or Blood for Blood. They are along the same lines. Hitler won World War II, and then there is this motorcycle competition kind of a thing that it basically is involves taking down the Axis powers. And so it's kind of like Man in the High Castle plus Mad Max, plus strong female lead, YA. YA. Sprinkling of YA. I probably really did a great job of selling that. Maybe no, <laughs> I mean, you should just go now, listen so. to the interview with Ryan. And- <laughs> yeah, get, pause this. <laughs> pause this. Go listen to our interview with Ryan Groudon from a few months ago. Come back. We'll wait. All right, welcome back. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, I'm so good at podcasting. That was amazing that we all were quiet. Yeah, that was a really good job, good job everyone. everyone. All right, Sydney, do you have a, a book you'd like to talk about a little bit here to jump in? Sure. So um, I haven't finished it yet, so don't write in and spoil it for me. But um, I'm reading American Girls by Allison. Tom Lander. Petty. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he wrote a book in a big top hat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Lots of stripes. What <laughs> So, um, I liked it because I have been reading a lot of sort of, and I'm not really into dystopian future novels. I hate, I'm going out in the first wave of the zombie apocalypse. I'm just letting you know right now. I'm so is Christina. <laughs> not repopulating or high five that. No just way. Just kill me. It's fine. Cyanide pill. Me. I thought your thing was you'd always survive. 
No, no, no. She it thinks she would I always survive, but... It depends on the scenario. If it's zombies, kill me, or mm-hmm. let me become a zombie, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that would be fun. If it's, like, cold, like, the road-esque, <laughs> definitely, like, just leave me behind. Right. I would, I, I would I, pull that mom and be like, bye. All right. Part of my <laughs> task today was to keep you guys in line, so I'm going to just cut you off there. We're going to get back to Sydney and her book. Three-headed sass monster. Three-headed sass monster, so exactly. this head is reading American Girls by Alton Uminger. I think, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right there, Alton. Um, I liked it because it was really, I'm liking it because it's really different from a lot of the stuff that I have been reading. So I've been reading a lot of, like, book four, book three in this series, obviously, YA series. Mm-hmm. Um, in order, sort of the, I hope. Yes. <laughs> That's just where I am in the You're process. You're very confusing. Yes. Just where I am in the process. So right now, um, I'm just, I'm not too terribly far into it, but I'm really liking the style. It's very dreamy. So it's sort of taking the like, so girl is tired of, she's sort of like moving into adulthood, coming of age story. So she's tired of the way her life is headed. So she steals her mom's credit card and heads on out to LA to hang out with her sister, but it ends up not being like the idyllic life she thought she was going to have. And she's like researching the murderous Manson girls Mm. and like, kind of going on to movie sets and it's like a little bit creepy a little bit sort of like you know dreamy boardwalky um but i love it so far so very good point of view um that's what i'm reading currently everything else i'm reading is not ya which is unusual for me i'm usually pretty much ya only that's so, okay yeah thankfully we have two other people here who probably have some more books to talk about i'm yes. guessing non pepped out oh my god andrea <laughs> stop it you literally have a like a encyclopedia over there that's not the word and i i toned it down i know i Maybe and stuff i have read but not, like no one's gonna be like wow i've never heard of that book before it's gonna be like <laughs> oh okay yeah i you read that know. like four you years ago that's okay book. okay books oh. are evergreen because they're made out of trees trees Aww. look at that Thanks, or guys. that you they're on Digital, tablets yeah all right, Christina, next. Um, I read Anne Brashear's The Here and Now, which actually is really interesting because it ties into that dimensional time piece mm-hmm. that we were talking about. It was written in 2014. Okay, so here's my problem. Or was it or written was in it another t- time? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, up. Yeah. What oh, no. is up? Oh, so <laughs> I'm laughing too deep. Too deep. I'm laughing so hard. You guys are so funny. Uh, t- <laughs> talk about your book. Um, it's called The Here and Now. I was excited about it. Uh, actually, um, Sarah, who was on the podcast with me, talked a little bit about this in her uh, portion. We talked about dystopia. So it definitely fulfills that dystopian-esque, uh, but it's definitely YA. Um, it's... Anne Brashear, she wrote Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which is one of my... I said pants really Yeah, weird. I know. I just... <laughs> I wanted to... I was trying not to laugh, but... So, Cincinnati in you. Sorry. Uh, where are my pants? My pants. And I, that is one of my, to date, favorite YA series. I loved it. Um, so I was really excited about it. And I will say the writing of the book is phenomenal. She's a great writer. She establishes that from the beginning. She always has been. The book itself falls a little flat because there is, um, she sets it up really well. So it's like basically the world in the future has been overrun with mosquitoes and there's a blood plague and they figure out a mm. way, which is so oh. scary because right now, like, yeah, this That's is it, guys. Legit oh, um, this and, is it. Um, they, they figure out a way to travel through time. So they essentially come back to before everything started to go south, which was 2010, which mm-hmm. is so interesting because now it's 2016. And, um, of course, there's the boy that she meets right away, and 
it's like insta love and it's really hard for me to swallow that because I'm like okay so he just loves you and he's loved you for four years like it's does, just he like, ha- does he have an awesome YA name yeah Brother child what's his name <laughs> hold on no it's like Ethan that, Evan that works those both work Jacob uh, with a K oh god uh. it's like it's yeah it's like Ethan or Devon. Evan <laughs> her name's Prenna but, um, so that was my only issue. It's like, I, I thought the writing was really well. And she did a really good job kind of setting up the whole, this is what does us in. Mm-hmm. But then there are a couple plot holes is what I'll say. I would give it probably three and a half stars out of five. Okay. But definitely still really well written. Like, if you're yeah. going to read it, you're going to feel like you, you read something really intellectual because she's just, you know, a great writer. Yeah. And I, I would rather have maybe a plot that isn't super exciting, but is an incredibly well-written book as opposed to a book where like within the first 30 pages, you're like, wow, this is a really cool idea. And oh my God, is this terrible writing. Yeah. Like, right? You can get through a maybe a little bit slower plot if the book itself is written really well. So. And I do think that's where YA authors like toe that line. Like some are really great authors and some are, all of them are really great authors, but some are like really great storytellers. And some are really great writers. Yeah, it's, like, you're not, it's all right. We're not calling anyone. We're, we're not like hot taking anybody okay. right here. You can say that. I mean, there are books that aren't. Oh, that's where up I to have snuff. to like. That's that's what makes me read a YA book. It's like if the writing's not good, I'll stick with it if the story at least holds mm-hmm. my attention. Yeah. If the story could be better, maybe in this case, the here and now, I think the story could have been stronger. But the writing was so well done that I could like stomach it and get to the end because Amber Shears is a great author. You want to see her through to the end. Mm-hmm. I still like Sister of the Frowling Pants way more. But. That's okay. Pants. Pants. <laughs> Pantaloons. Andrea, next. Um, one I just finished was called, it's called Rebel Magisters by Shanna Swenson. Oh, that's a, those are, those are both, that's a fun title and a fun right? author name. Um, and it's not an alternate dimension, it's an alternate history where okay. America lost the revolution. Mm-hmm. But we lost because the people in... We lost. Like, I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, because the British, like, lords mm-hmm. have magic. Ooh. And it's taking place a couple years after... I don't even think... I don't know if we even fought in the revolution. I think it's just the way the world was. I thought you meant in real life. I was like, no, was that's like, super happening. No. <laughs> um, we didn't, per se. And yeah. now people are revolting because the magic you know british lords uh-huh. are abusing their power yeah. and it becomes kind of like a techn- technology versus magic mm-hmm. and like hmm. it's very alternate and very it's very it's very interesting. interesting i do want to qualify by the way the ryan Groudon books that we talked about that you went back and listened to their podcast on those are alternate <laughs> history that's not alternate dimension i don't want to get people yelling let me break at me. it down for you guys A-U-A-U is alternate universe ah is alternate history uh, she, she leaned in all like proud just to get that in there. Listen, Krista's a, she's a she's a successful woman. Of course, she's gonna lean in. That's uh, right. That's right. God. Great job. Anyway, getting back to the magic. That book sounds really interesting. I would. They, it is. Check I, it out. I do like how she kind of spins it. How she spins the history mm-hmm. and she makes it not just like colonies versus England, but like technology versus magic and. Mm-hmm. That's really Who cool. Wins? Well, I guess oh, I don't know yet. Who wins? wins? I want to know. I want to know. They're still fighting. We're supposed Obviously, to. No. Yes. Christina, we're supposed to tell win. people about books because we want them to read them. We're not and supposed then, to give them. The, the yeah. Titanic I'm just saying. a hot take. Yeah. Magic's going to win. Like, yeah, I'm just but saying. we're not supposed I'm to give them. This isn't Wikipedia. We were like, oh, I just want to know what happens in that book. We we're not here to do like that. Astronauts versus cavemen. Astronauts versus cavemen. What? 
Was this like the ulti- that <laughs> ultimate warrior show that you see? Like, just think about who would win, cavemen or also not. It would be really tough. That do that. Have you ever seen those books? It's like alligator versus mongoose. Yeah, well, I love this picture those are amazing. <laughs> no, I've, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm reading right now, guys. That's <laughs> what I'm into right, right now, right mongoose now. is really coming in hot. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. All right, Andrea, do you have another book? Because I know you have the longest of the lists. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um... There was, there's also Revenge in the Wild by Michelle Modesto that takes place in the Old West. Nice. But they have, um, it's kind of a steampunk element. Mm -hmm. And this girl, her family was eaten by cannibals. (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny. (laughs) Cannibals are hilarious. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, And she lost her arm because it ate half of her arm. Okay, sure. And it's all about how she's now living with this inventor scientist professor and then Mm -hmm. the cannibals come to town masquerading as rich people and she's the only one who believes that they're the cannibals and everyone else is like no they're just these normal rich people i love this i love the premise of this her arm was eaten by cannibals (laughs) what YA book out there doesn't start with that so so you can correct me if i'm way off base but i'm picturing a cross (laughs) between hugo (laughs) for the steampunk Uh uh the hills have eyes Okay. And Back to the Future three, yeah. I'm so good at describing yeah, books I haven't read. The book cover is like this girl standing there with like someone like chomping on she's got, her. And she's got like a metal arm. Sure, of course oh, she does. Right, cyborg, cyborg. As one does, yeah. Absolutely. So also the Terminator, please add, please add. Yes. Oh, plus Terminator, which is really good for alternate dimensions. <laughs> oh my god. Also AD history. AD, yeah. Because this is an eight. This is an eight. What was the name of that book? Revenge in the Wild by Michelle Modesto. This. I'm reading this. Is that a series, I assume? No, it's a standalone. Really? Uh-oh. And it was, it was kind of one of those books where when it ended, I was like, oh, I could go for another book, but I also am very content mm-hmm. so it with the way it ended. We don't want to talk about endings. I'm not. I just say so it did end. Because she knows how I feel about... She. I don't... I don't read series if they're not done. Oh, you. we we went into this on one of your previous podcasts. Um... I have another book. Please. It does not involve cannibalism, but... <laughs> cannibalism? <laughs> What's cannibalism? You, can't talk. Really you put tired. the wrong emphasis really on the wrong tired. syllable. I'm really tired. <clears throat> it's called Even When You Lie to Me by Jessica Alcott. And, okay, hot take. It's about a student who falls in love with her teacher. Okay. It, it, here's my problem with See, it. I read one of those books once, and having been in the education system as a teacher, I was like, no, this, this is not how this here's would work. This prob- is... I liked it because, no, okay, I liked the idea of it. I was like, whoa, this is a book that I don't see done very often. And, like, but I, what I enjoyed, the female protagonist is really awkward and shy. And, like, half the book is spent detailing how unattractive she is. And it's like, okay, oh. this is not something I've seen done very often. And, like, her friend is, like, this really attractive, like, would be in a regular YA setting, the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has this English teacher who comes in and really pays attention to her and like really helps her come into her own and then there's this like whole element of where they like start to have a relationship and, and she th- kills him Sorry. <laughs> and she bites off his arm <laughs> into the old west but here's the thing i think like this story would have worked if it was just this like little spare element on the side that she had this kind of like feelings for her teacher and then i think if i could have written the ending it wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. it would have been more like they it's realized it was illegal and moved on yes. with their lives. It almost felt like towards the end. Like I won't get too much into it. It's not. It's not creepy in that sense that it's meant to feel creepy. But I think 
it's hard to read it and not feel creepy, I guess, because I'm an adult reading a YA book about a teenager sleeping with their teacher. But it's just, what I enjoyed is that they focus so much on her growing up. And mm-hmm. I think that that was really well done. Like, that piece of the story was really well done. And how just, like, difficult it is to be 18 and not be the star of the show and, like, have to just, like, exist in the background. Yeah. And it was just, that part was well done. But if you're, you know, going to be creeped out, don't read it. <laughs> so there's two books now I don't want to read. Also, okay. so, I, hey, cannibalism is funny. Cannibalism. <laughs> so, cannibalism oh is a random metal arm. Cannonball run. Look, she hey. needed an arm. Sure. So and it, and it's steampunk. Them. That's like the best. Steampunk is the best way that like people can be like amputated or disfigured because in steampunk, instead of it being like a hindrance, it's just no, like it yeah, sweet. they told like one of their eyes was lost at birth, so we just gave them a laser shooter. Like everything is <laughs> everything about steampunk. I love it so much. It's just like the they broke his leg, so instead of trying to fix it, they just gave him wheels. It's like I love every oh, steampunk is great. Two examples He's his is his own segue. I think two. Ex- yeah, segue. I think two examples is enough. For this Speaking joke. of segues. Oh, oh my goodness. God, you said you were tired. That, I am. Not tired. Tired. That wasn't a very good no, joke. That was a very no. good joke. Hey, I forgot that I read another book this year. I'm just kidding. I read more than that. I promise I'm literate. I swear, but this is why I... So what you got? I, you probably already talked about this. I won't go crazy, but I, I mean, this is going to come as a giant surprise to all of you that I read a study in Charlotte by Brittany Cal- we, we, we haven't talked about no, this. Yeah, tell us more. I mean... <clears throat> Charlotte Holmes meets Jamie Watson at uh, Sharonford Connecticut uh, Prep School, and they're you know descendants. Don't make that face. I there's I'm just that you made a book I know you what? would Sherlock. You that's would. crazy that you what? love that. She Sydney likes I didn't Sherlock. Say I loved this book, but I read. I said that I read this book. It was okay. It wasn't bad. I liked. I've always thought it would be interesting to see Sherlock as a girl, and that mm-hmm. happened. And I think that she got the personality traits across pretty well. Of course, it's Charlotte Holmes number one, so there's more coming. Um, I'll be interested to see where they go with it. But, I mean, it was a pretty traditional mystery. Mm-hmm. YA was pretty good. Um, I obviously look for every possible inj- – why did everything get so quiet? You guys were listening like, to you. I'm really, I'm but I first thought it was, like, an enraptured or, like, a stop-talking you Wrap it up kind of thing. <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously, I'm looking for, like, every detail. And did they get this right? And did they get that right? And um, she did. I think she did a really good job of kind of – so is it like a, the character. Is it like a boarding school? Yes. So it's a boarding what school. is her room number? I don't remember if it was 221B or not. It's Unacceptable. Well, here's it's like the, the easiest way to... It make... is, except that they're descendants of the original Holmes and Watson. So they so are, they're not going to bring into a lot of that stuff. They exist in the same universe. But, but, but the be prep school is like... Sharonford, which is what Sherlock Holmes' real name was supposed to be before Conan Doyle. Okay, so that's a so good little yeah, Easter egg. So there's egg. some good little... Yeah, there's some good All little right. things in there. But they're like friends and then they kind of hate each other but there's sort of an attraction and it's kind of like oh I've seen this slow burn slow burn it's slow burn my favorite kind of Sherlock story um but yeah so that was that was pretty decent and this love your like breathless it's just my my favorite kind it's my favorite kind I love love slow burn um and then did you guys read great the um great Gatsby yep yes that's exactly what I was gonna say please read the great Gatsby uh grave mercy by Robin Lefevers? No. Look at you. Teenage nun assassins in fictionalized 15th century Brittany. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I to read it. I want you to repeat that so that our listeners... I promise. Please be clear. <laughs> Go. Teenaged nun assassins. 
fictionalized 15th century Brittany. It's amazing. So it's a trilogy. The first one's called Grave Mercy. I'm actually finding the other ones right now because all of them have great. Would videos. you would you call them heroes in a half shawl? Oh, no, I would God, never say no, that. Hey guys, this is Adam, host of the Professional Book Nerds, and I will be here all afternoon. The door's over there. You can, yeah. you can just let yourself out. I was trying to work my way through that, as you said it the first time. I thought it was awesome. It was so terrible. No, it was terrible. great. No, it was great. I, mean, I love that. I love right. this kind wait, wait, of wait, the trilogy is, uh, is His Fair Assassin. So it's uh, Grave Mercy is the first one which I've read, Dark Triumph, book two, and I'm not through Mortal Heart yet. But each one follows a different... I'm not going to laugh at that. Okay. I'm just kidding. I was poking you to show you stabbing in action. You couldn't see that. Well, yeah. Anytime we can do a vi- anytime we can do a visual thing on our audio medium, it's really good. It's for pretty it. well done. It's great for podcasting. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. I'm super in on that. Yeah. It's so they're they're pretty good. That's they're amazing. Really good. I love it. All um, right. Let's... I'm so excited for all these like to be TBR. TBR. Right, I'm gonna have you two. You guys both have a few more. I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna have you go rapid fire through them a little bit. So. Give us the title and then maybe just like a sentence or two about it, why you like it, and then oh, I will get to some other stuff. But I want to make sure we get all these recommendations in. Um, I read a series called The Royals, uh, actually recommended by Brianna, one of our training oh, specialists. So she awesome. just joined the team. Uh, it's uh, The first one's called Paper Princess. It's about this girl who uh, starts off kind of on the wrong side of the tracks, finds out that she actually has a guardian who's a gazillionaire mm-hmm. and uh he takes her into his home it's a mansion he has five sons of course there's like angst and like all this great stuff and she's like falling in love with the one of the older brothers and there's all kinds of stuff and like there's this prep school and she has to navigate the halls of these like rich prep kids i would say it's like cruel intentions meets whatever the equivalent would be right now so gossip girl it's like cruel intentions meets gossip girl it has a lot of elements of like just really angsty drama but it's not overdone uh, the third one comes out in October. Uh, that's Paper Princess, Broken Prince, and then the third one is called Broken Palace. I'm really excited about it. It's a really easy read. It took me like a day to read two books in this series. It's really quick and it's it's really juicy. So okay. I like it. What else you got? Keep going. Um, I didn't have anything else prepared. I got really that's excited okay. about that. No, I thought you had like a list, so I wanted to make sure you got through all of them. All right, Andrea, sitting over here all coy and like <laughs> waiting for my turn. It's your moment to shine. Um, I'm also I'm going to recommend The Dead House and And the Trees Kept In by Don. Oh, Kurtagich. I was going to talk about And the Trees Kept In. The, the, I was going to ask you guys the best books you've read this year because I mainly I just wanted an excuse to talk about Don one more time, but continue. Yes, I would recommend both of those because... They're amazing? They are amazing oh. and I don't want to say there's, there's nothing with the way her mind works. There's nothing wrong with the way her mind works, but the way she writes in paper books, yeah. level, you're like, oh... It's just psychological thriller is the best. Now that I'm best friends with Dawn Kurtagich, I can tell you that she has a totally normally wor- normal working mind, and it makes no sense because the books she writes are haunting. Right. But she is, like, the most bubbly, outgoing, wonderful human 
I'm gonna probably send her a message after this and tell her we talked about her. And, like, they're just, they're creepy, and you're up in the middle of the night, and you're like, what is happening in the world? You, you question everything, mm-hmm. not even just the words she writes, but about your own life. You're like, well, yeah. my life is a lie. <laughs> yeah. Everything is wrong, and nothing yeah. is what it seems. I define a good book when I talk with her on our podcast. Go listen to that one. We're not gonna wait because we're gonna keep going. But um, <laughs> I define a book, like, that I really love with her as, like, a book that you think about a long time after you finished reading it and and the trees kept in which i now read like five or six months ago i still think about all the time you read the dead house yet no because i am not emotionally prepared yet <laughs> see i i did like and the trees crept in mm-hmm. i loved the dead house mm-hmm. oh i'm going to read it i have I'm a, downloading these right now from they're Lodi. so For good oh it's they're so they good are. it's a good like transition into fall like it's they their are. perfect fall oh, books. God, I love, oh, Don, I love you. And I think You're I read amazing. The Dead House around Halloween last year. Yeah. So on top of watching all those horror movies and then reading this book, I didn't mm-hmm. sleep for like a week. And then, and then when you read In the Trees Crept In, you were sending me like late night Snapchats, like freaking out about the book. <laughs> and then I did the same thing. Joe's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm snapping at him. He's yeah. like, why? I'm like, you wouldn't understand. It's not a big deal. Don't worry <laughs> about it. All right, keep going. I know you have more books. Oh, I do. Um, what else have I just finished? Um, I finished... Lionheart by AC, AG Gone. Yeah, you finally finished it. AC Gone. There's too many AGs. Um, Pivot Point Split Second by Casey West. Uh-huh. They are, um, they take place in our world, mm-hmm. but they are this, like, colony of people who have powers, and this one girl can see into the future of her, like, her, if she takes a two different paths, like, mm-hmm. if I have the chicken salad, what's going to happen today? If yeah. I have the turkey sandwich, what would happen? You know, oh my like, god, those were my two lunch choices today. Which should you go with? Chicken salad. Oh, well, now you know. So she can see, like, the ramifications of her decision. So her parents are divorcing, and her dad's going to go live with the norms, and she has to decide if she wants to stay with her mom in this compound or move with her dad to the normal world. Mm -hmm. So it's all about her living these two paths and then having to decide which one she decides to take. It's like the musical If Then, but with magic. But with magic. So that was really good. Um... And I thought of one, and I forgot what it was. I'll shout it out later. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I want to ask you guys, before we get into... Actually, do you guys have books that you are excited about? I'm seeing some heads. Okay, first off, do you can you think off the top of your head your favorite book you've read this year? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to play on the spot. What are you doing, I, I know. I what love playing... Do you know how many books I've read this year? I, I, what, is it like 79 or something now? 76. 76. Yeah, exactly. You're I'm bananas. almost done. Whatever. It's almost 77. Whatever. And The Trees Crept In is mine by Don Kurtagich. It's amazing. Well, let me um, look at what I've read this year. That's okay. We don't have to... Uh, sorry, I got really I got really excited and then I, I didn't want to say that one. <laughs> you guys have no problem picking your favorite food and movie, but... <laughs> book books are different. Books are... I don't know. I mean, I really okay. like Luckiest Girl Alive, but that's not why at all. It's been Jessica Knoll. It was so good. All right. We'll come back to that. Let's go through the books you're excited about reading in the near um, future. So we'll start with Sydney. Okay. Um, so let me pull it up. So I am looking for something a little bit lighter okay. before I get into and Trees Crept In because that's clearly happening even though I can't find it on Overdrive right now. Oh well, well, I need more collections. At the time of this recording, it's not out yet. Yeah, no, but but at the time of release. but at the time of this recording, I have a copy of it, and so does yes. she. Personally signed by her. Whatever. With a video. With a video that I recorded with Dom. This is all super unrelated. Anyway. Anyway, since now that you guys are 
busy throwing your business around. Um, I'm excited to read, even though it's not super new, it came out in May, The Square Root of Summer. Um, it's a delectable romance, oh, but it's got that. a little like time travel in it, a little bit of broken hearts. It seems like it might be kind of a gentle book. Um, <laughs> That's not what I've heard. Really? I've heard it's... <laughs> that, not that like cool. scary oh. horror, but like right. heavy horror, not horror. Heart, heart-wrenching. Oh, I don't necessarily know that I want heart-wrenching. I'm going to read it anyway, because it sounds really good. Um, and then, what's the other one? Here, go to Christina, and I will pick Christina, it what's a book that you're excited about reading in the future? Um, the Architect of Song by A.G. Howard. She wrote the Splintered series, which we talked about. Go <laughs> my book! <laughs> it came out on okay, Monday. Um, <clears throat> it sounds really good. It's about this, uh, It's. I think it's going to be a four-part series, so I know that going in, which is good. And yeah, it's let a, me for that. Um, uh, the, the female um, protagonist is deaf, and she's imprisoned, and um, it just it sounds really good. And it also kind of has that. It's kind of weird. Like we're all having it's like, like a ghost. Yeah, and all these themes. It's kind of like seems like it has like a haunting, ghostly element, which Mystery. I have a hard time oh, reading. Right. I have a hard time reading those books because like, I'm actually reading The House of Leaves right now, and that's really terrifying. But it's so good. So um, yeah, I'm trying to avoid scary things. Because with pregnancy, you get very vivid dreams. Mm. The past two nights, I've woken up and convinced someone's walking up my stairs and knocking on the door. Hmm. But they weren't. No, the the dog didn't react. The husband didn't react. So I'm like, well, clearly I'm Hmm. either losing my mind or having... Or Quinn sees it. Somebody, yeah. Stop. All right. Um, (laughs) Did you find whatever you were thinking of? Well, you're going to laugh at me because we talked about it last time we were there, but um, it doesn't come out until later. But obviously, Strange the Dreamer is coming out. Strange the Dreamer... But Lonnie, Lainey, Lainey Taylor. Lainey Taylor. Why can't I if say that? If you can't say her name, you're not allowed to interview. I her. listen. Listen. I will you know get I'm it right by the time I interview her. Okay. Strange the Dreamer by yeah. Lainey, Lainey Taylor. Taylor. Super excited. All right, Andrea. Well, the book I'm most excited for mm-hmm. slash terrified of <laughs> is The Beauty of Darkness, which came out August second. It's the third book in the Remnant Chronicles. Mm-hmm. It's also the final book in the Remnant Chronicles. And as I mentioned last time, for books that are last in a series, mm-hmm. I am not the rip the band-aid off girl. I am hide and run away in a dark yeah. and hide in the dark corner and pretend it doesn't exist girl. I still haven't read the third uh, Red Rising book for so, that exact reason. Once I finish my current read, I'm gonna kind of I don't wanna say force myself, but force myself to read it mm-hmm. because I'm petrified to read it and find out what happens. So yeah. that I also it's one of my favorite series and need to find out what happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've come in this far. It, that is such a weird thing, though. You're like, oh, I love this thing so much. I don't want it to end, so I'm not going to read this book. It's been pre-ordered for months. It came on, no, I, I'm, you know, release day. and I understand. I'm saying I understand your feeling. It's just a funny thing. I'm just so scared, and I see all my friends tweeting about it and how they was great. They loved it. I'm like, so it might be okay, but... Mm-hmm. Do you have others to get you off of the sadness of that book? Um... Well, all the other ones don't come out yet. That's well. That's why. That's fine. Well, there's Empire of Storms by Sarah J. Maas, mm-hmm. which is the sixth. Sorry, the fifth Throne of Glass book. Uh, I have a lot of series ending this year. Are you okay? No. <laughs> well, fortunately, you're having a you're having a human, so you're not going to be able to read very much lately that's or true. in the near future, anyway. So. And they all come out before her due date, so I would have no excuses to be like, "Oh, I have a baby, I can't read," because yeah. I've. I have plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Others that you guys are excited about, or are those all of them? I don't want to um, cut you off. It's okay if that's all of them. 
I'm still too busy. I mean, if you wonder why I'm on my computer and my phone right now, it's because I'm writing all of these down. Well, again, so oh my gosh. Like, okay, oh my two God. things. Again, audio medium, they can't see you on your I computer. Know, and second, I, I, tell P- I tell our end users and listeners all the time, go to overdrive.com slash explore. I'll have this full list. If no, I can't so get patient. if I can't get the people sitting next to me to go to my Adam, lists. Adam, listen. I want them right this second as we're talking. By the time this posts, the, your list will be up. It's not up while we're talking because <sighs> when I'm doing it. Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> so the one question I want to ask you guys before we get out of here is like I mentioned, the, everything is very cyclical it seems in Young Adult. There were zombies and then and vampires and time d- d- interdimensional travel stuff. Is there a type of young adult book that you would like to read that you haven't really seen anything of I want the truly unhinged characters mm-hmm. like they don't have a jealousy or a power motive they are just crazy. wild card crazy they want you- psychopathic so you want a young adult book about the joker yes oh. yes <gasps> I know origin story about the joker I'd read that I know um Lee Bardugo Sarah J Maas mm. I knew you were going to say Lee Bardugo. I don't remember the last two. They're all writing like Wonder Woman and Batman Mm -hmm. kind of stories. But I I want like someone who's just a psychopath. Yeah. And I just want them to be murderous and crazed. Not because they're after anything. Just because that's Mm -hmm. that's just the kind of person they are. You're going to be a great mother. (laughs) (laughs) She's just going to grow up knowing all facets of the world. There you go. You guys. A clockwork orange. Oh my god, Murderous, terrible just, person. Just read that while she's in the womb. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about you two? Um, I, I don't know. I think I would really like to see um, probably a little... I don't know. I'd like to see, like... I don't feel like there's a lot of YA books <clears throat> where there's just not a lot of romance and it's just like... Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see more YA books about what's really going on. Like I like some that's what I liked about the books that I kind of talked about. <clears throat> it's just like it's a story about someone going through something. It's there's no like crazy element that like comes in. Like I want to see more stories about teenagers being teenagers, but like I don't know, just like mm-hmm. overcoming something that they have to overcome regularly. Like there could be added drama. There could be I guess there could be some romance, but I don't know. I just want to read about like just a strong empowered teenage woman just getting through life, not having, you know, magical powers or like six guys after her. Right. I don't know. I do like the idea of something that doesn't necessarily have romance as a base, especially if it's coming from a female protagonist, because guess what? That's not all we care about in life. Um, so I will piggyback onto that, but I think secondarily, I would like to see more um, magical realism, so something sort of like Night Bailey. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of like everything's pretty much normal, except this is happening. That's totally weird. Like, everything's normal, except zombies run your 7-eleven so like i would like basically i would like kelly link to write some ya okay that's what <laughs> i'm right. looking for i also want to see a villain one mm-hmm. well that would be cool not like so again the joker the joker, so the joker. Yeah. So your yeah. unhinged character yeah. actually um, learning a lot not, about you not today kind of, not like where it's like they're like a gray area they're kind of a villain but they're also kind of a hero yeah but like the straight would be like I'm going to take over this kingdom and I'm a psychopath. And oh, I did. Yeah. And you heroes didn't stop me. Mm-hmm. I want... I was kind of rooting for the Darkling in the Grisha series by Lee Bardugo. Oh, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I was like, I really yeah. hope he wins. Well, he mm-hmm. was a t- super compelling character. He I was. Mean, like, he, he was the most... 
That's what happens when your second your secondary air quotes your secondary character is outshine your. Well, we'll ask Lee Bardugo all about this. This is we. It sounds like it's just going to be you. Oh, she's kidding. It will be. Oh no, I'm going to be there. I just can't say anything. Oh man, I'm so good at giving away interviews that I'm going to be doing later in the year. Um, I want. She is coming here. I want more ghost stories, like Mm. scary stories to tell in the dark Mm -hmm. from when we were growing up. I want a young adult version of that. It could be a series of short stories, like a new scary stories telling the dark, because I know that there are three of them. I want something like that. Sweet. I'm picturing, like, there's always these ghost stories where, like, the big twist is they were dead the whole time, like Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. I would like one where, like, the reader knows that they're dead initially, but the ghost maybe doesn't or something. I don't know. I just, I would love a, a YA version of scary stories telling the dark, like, now. And there's so cool. many, like, stories that you could use... Like the Slender Man that already exists on the internet, and like all these different like memes and stuff that are out Dragons there. Played backwards. Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of stuff I think we could do. More, so yeah, more ghostly stuff would be cool. Yeah. Like also, that's days. entirely because I could not be more ready for fall, and <laughs> I'm like Mr. Autumn Man. So, which could be a, a scary story. That's a good name. So that's a freebie for any author out there, Mr. Autumn Man. Um, all right, we need to get out of here because I. Didn't do a good job of keeping you guys wrangled in. Uh, any parting words or any anything you guys want to say before we go about our days? Uh, I'd really like to see a book about Grendel dating from Beowulf. Oh, you, Grendel? That's awesome. Wouldn't that be fun? You do love Grendel. I love Grendel. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for joining and, and listening to the Three-Headed Sass Monster. I think Andrea. We kept it pretty tame. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty tame. Tried. Yeah, I think there was more like glances that no one could see and eye rolling <laughs> as opposed to as I'm staring at Sydney like you. It's always me. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.